working together. Karen Palmer will be our outreach coordinator for Angel Lady. She has had a passion for the project since I first met her and connected with her. We are going to talk about Karen Palmer and what she's about and what she's up to in the world as a media strategist and the work that we're going to be doing with Angel Lady to do outreach. But Karen, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to put you on speaker and I'm going to ask you, Karen, how, why are you involved with Angel Lady? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'm involved with Angel Lady because when you came to me with the concept, when it was just in its very infantry, you know, stages, I was so excited to know that that there was people that were in the industry that were in the movie industry that were really interested in creating films that are uplifting and that inspire people to be kind to each other you know um and so i was really excited when i first met you and and when you know being an angel communicator my whole life being able to and an animal communicator working with angels and animals and people um, and just knowing that this angel lady movie was in the works for all the years that I knew that you were working on it, I was so excited to be a part of it. And when you asked, you know, that you were doing your podcasts and you were going to be, you know, talking to people about how to connect with angels, um, I'm a singer and a songwriter and I receive messages from angels and most of the songs that I've written have come through the angelic realms. And so I write children's songs. I write songs for children and I create um, musical coloring books for children. And I have been uh, doing that for about four years now. And when I create these musical coloring books, they, they're songs that are um, uplifting songs that have, you know, mindful and conscious lyrics for children to sing. Because when we, when we're singing, we're raising the vibration and we are raising a frequency. And so when we're using the words that are uplifting and kind, we see that there's ways that we, you know, can truly, truly inspire children to be more kind and more um, compassionate and more empathetic with each other. And so the songs are just about helping, um, you know, children. And then what I did from there, I've been going into the schools for over 20 years, uh, teaching um, environmental education, animal advocacy, kindness, compassion, Mm -hmm. and peace education. I have a nonprofit organization myself that's called Eco Angel Enterprises. And um, I started that when my daughter was in kindergarten um, and now she's 25 years old. So I've been working on this. I work with communities, I work with organizations. So it's kind of a combination of practical and magical marketing 
And I, I like to think of myself as an angelic marketing strategist because I listen to the angels and I pay attention to my inner guidance and my inner wisdom. And I believe that when we do that, we are able to share so much more um, confidently, so much more accurately. And it just comes across that everyone everyone wants to see a world that works for all of us. Yeah. You know, deep down inside, even people who have other agendas in, in their mind, in their heart, they, they truly want to see a world that works for all of us. And so I really believe that once we, you know, learn how to communicate with each other better, we'll be able to see a world that that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about the Angel Lady movie, because I feel like this movie has when I read the script. So, you know, this was way back when it first started. And, and I'm talking about when we first met, wow. how inspired I was by the concept. But then when I read the script, I was so excited and I couldn't put it down. I kept going back to it. And, and, and as I was reading it, I felt like the angels were giving me guidance. And I was feeling very called to use all of my own um, gifts and all of my own networking abilities to see what can I, I started just right away started making notations and seeing now this could be you know this organization might be interested in helping to promote this movie because you know they are already doing this work with mm -hmm. women in prisons or this, you know, and that's why I brought Sharon Rhea to you and said, right, you know, right. this is a, this is a wonderful woman who yeah. is already doing what we're hoping to do. Right. And so right. I, what I'm here today, why I'm here with you today is I just want people to be able to see that Every person who's watching, no matter who you are, no matter what situation that you're in, you can help this movie, no matter what you you have some kind of a gift. And yeah. if you feel called, then there's ways that we're going to make it easy for you yes. so that there'll be situations where we can you know, support one another and support other organizations and and find ways to cross promote and really um, amplify each other's goodness in the world. That's what I think this movie does. I think this movie gives us a, a sense of hope and a sense of community and a sense of oneness, a sense of that, that feeling of unity consciousness. And um, what I loved about the script itself was that this woman was, really struggling to believe in herself but her son was everything to her and so she believed in her son so much that she was willing to do anything for her son and what that to me does is it opens up the feeling of infinite possibility and that's what i think this movie does it really opens us up 
to a feeling of infinite possibility. You know, there's been certain movies that have touched me like that, that I spoke with you about, like Phenomenon. And, you know, movies like we talked about, Pass It On, you know, Pass It, Pay It Forward. Pay It Forward, yeah. Yeah. And so many, many movies like have touched us and have, you know, a way that they pull on your heartstrings and they make you realize that when we are able to really, really connect in a film where we watch a film together, that's why I love the idea of what you're doing with the screenings. Yes. Because when when people watch a movie together and have the opportunity to experience that movie, we have the opportunity to, to help change the world, to make it a world that is more kind and a world that's more compassionate and a world that where people are more inclined to stop and say hello, to, to take the moment to hold the door open and really make eye contact with somebody and talk to the person at the post office and really thank them for the work that they're doing for us. And at the grocery store, when the person's bagging your groceries, make eye contact with that person and say, thank you so much for doing your the work that you're doing. And thank you so much for taking good care of my groceries. And, you know, don't take anything for granted. Don't take anybody for granted, yes. you know, because we're all here just doing the best that we know how with the awareness that we have. And if somebody's unkind or hurtful, realize that it's not about you, it's them and they're hurting. Hurt people hurt people. Yes. yes. And that's just the way that it works. So we have to be more compassionate and have more understanding and even more kindness for people who we don't understand. Well done. Yes, well said. Yes. <laughs> and there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. lot. Karen, let's <clears throat> let's talk about the different um the different themes that you found in the film and the different issues that the film addresses. What I loved was the beautiful relationship that I saw between Danny and Teresa. And the the because Danny Okay, so Danny's this really smart young boy who's getting picked on at school because um, maybe you'll give, well, how about you give the synopsis? Oh, let's oh, play it. Oh, I play it. Angel Lady is a gritty, inspirational fable set on the border. It's the story of Ella Dolan, a card sharp single mom who's emerged from a two year stint in prison. She's determined to start life anew with her eccentric, brilliant 13-year-old son, Danny. They change their names and settle into a trailer in a working-class neighborhood of Socorro, a very small old border town outside El Paso, Texas. Ella hires on as a waitress at a Mexican restaurant run by a local legend, Chavalita. Ella is barely making ends meet when a mysterious glitch appears on their old TV. 
She's very skeptical when her next-door neighbor, Doña Maria, and her lady friends call the glitch an angel. They urge her to share the phenomenon. They call Ella the angel lady. Ella resists because she knows it's a busted TV and she really needs to keep a low profile. But miracles seem to occur, followed by cash donations. Ella is compelled to play along as she needs the money to send Danny to a summer program for gifted students. And the angel lady business is catching fire. For a time, life is pretty wonderful, even for people like Ella and Danny. She's romanced by Tab, the Playboy publisher of the local newspaper. Danny makes a real friend in Teresa, Donya Maria's granddaughter. But as the glitch gains followers, the town divides into factions for and against Angel Lady. Danny is bullied constantly. Then the stakes grow even higher. Billy shows up. Ella's abusive ex-husband and partner in crime. He wants to cash in on the TV and get back together. When Ella harshly rejects him, he teams up with a sleazy politician to blackmail her. She has to confess the angel on the TV is merely a glitch or go back to prison on bogus charges. Ella resists the temptation to betray her supporters. One dark and stormy night, Ella attempts to run away with the glitch TV. She plans to sell it and stake out a new life for herself and Danny somewhere else. On an obscure country road, blinded by a dust storm, Ella crashes into a deep, wide irrigation ditch. The water pours in. She is about to drown. Ella finally prays for help. So that's the, so that's where I I feel Don Donya Marie, um, her granddaughter. Teresa yes. and the relationship between her and Danny was mm -hmm. so beautiful because Danny was getting bullied and he was starting to lose faith in his mom, lose faith in, in faith, lose faith in everything. And Teresa, just sweet, gentle, kind, beautiful. I loved her character and I loved her grandma's character because it's like we need people like that in our world because it takes courage to be kind in this world. Yeah. It takes courage to believe in oneness and, and not see separation, even though we're being completely bombarded by division and, and being shoved in this category or this category. Well, do you, you know, are you going to vaccinate? Are you not going to vaccinate? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? <laughs> you know, it's this or that, this or mm -hmm. that. This is a world of this or that, yes. and and to be kind in a world or this of this or that, and stay in the middle and and really not have um, 
a strong opinion, but be empathetic to both sides. Mm -hmm. I think it's so beautiful, the friendship that happens with yes. that. So I really loved that. And, you know, he's, he's so closed down and he's, you can feel him closed down. You can feel him like closing down more and more as he's getting bullied. And then you can just see him blossom and start to open up. And it's just, I think you did a beautiful, beautiful job. And oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And ex and being able to express that just in the written. So I can't wait to see it on film, you know, <laughs> me too. So that, that, that particular um, experience of Danny's that it traumatized his, first of all, his, the fact that his mom was so dysfunctional for so long, and then he went to foster care. And now his mom wants to turn, turn her life around and head in the right direction. But he has been really pretty traumatized. So that's another, that's an issue. That's one of those pieces of outreach that we want to make with the film to be able to open a conversation just in case somebody doesn't know what it's like to be in the foster care system. And not that it's always bad, but what can we, how can we avoid what's happening now, right? Yeah, Karen, the, um, you have some parallels between your relationships early in your life and with Ellis. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah, um, I'm, I'm a survivor of domestic abuse. Um, from when I was 15 till I was 21, I was in a very, very violent, abusive, um, verbal, emotional, and physically abusive relationship. And so um, I became very, very reserved. And I believed that I deserved that behavior. I deserved to be treated that way. It was because of a, a pattern that I had seen. And it was a pattern that I'd seen with my parents, my grandparents. And so wasn't until I started, I actually was homeless myself and I had gotten out of that horrible relationship, you know, and moved to California. I lived in Massachusetts at the time. And when I moved here and was um, dealing with um, all of my issues, realizing and understanding that there's so much more that goes into abusive relationships um, and patterns of abuse. And I was learning how to break the cycle of abuse by taking responsibility for my beliefs. And my belief was that I believed I deserved that kind of treatment. And it wasn't until I started to believe that I deserve a beautiful life that I changed my belief system and, and broke the cycle of the pattern of abuse, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I was homeless, it was that time that I learned the importance of loving ourselves, And mm -hmm. I did that through the love of a dog, my, my puppy. That's my, my dog was with me and we were homeless and we were living out of my car. And it was, I was reading um, Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, You'll see it when you believe it. And um, I was 
hearing our Albert Einstein's most important question you can ask yourself is, do I live in a friendly or a hostile universe? Oh. Well, up until then, I believed it was hostile. I mm -hmm. believed that I had, I was a victim and I had no control over how the world was. But then when I read that, and when I heard, I have, I can change and then all of the circumstances around me can change. I, I thought, wow, if that's possible, I'm just going to do this like a science experiment. So for seven days, I started to focus all my attention on believing that it was a friendly world, that it wow. was a friendly, friendly world. And it was because of that, that I was able to get off the streets because it was the kindness of strangers. Right. Because once I set once I set that in motion, and I started saying it to myself and believing it and really, really seeing it, strangers came up and brought food for me and my dog, mm. and people who I had never seen before were coming and offering for me to come to their house and use their shower. And, and if I needed to, you know, did I need anything? And a beautiful couple offered for me to come and work at their restaurant and that I could have my dog on the patio so that, you know, I would be able to, and that was, that was, and, and then they let me stay in their home. I, that's how I got off the streets. That's wow. exactly how I got, it was the kindness of strangers. That's how I started the global kindness revolution because it was the kindness of strangers. And once I learned these, these beautiful universal principles, these yeah. spiritual principles that I could, you know, apply them to my own life, I wanted to share them with everybody. So that's how I started doing it with social media and using social media and using marketing, using the, the, um, for the higher good to to be able to you know raise the levels of compassion and kindness and and peace on earth you know to be able to use social media for a greater good you know and and that's what i did i i helped global kindness go viral and you know people thought i was nuts people thought i was crazy why was i spending so much time on a computer how was this going to make a difference how do you think this is making a difference but it touched billions of lives and and we since we started this in 2014 you know, think about how much kindness yes. has gone viral. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking credit for what's happened in the world. I'm just saying that when when we set the in motion, when we when like Wayne Dyer is another beautiful thing that he said was nothing can stop an idea whose time has come. There you go. There you go. And the kindness, you, go. you know, the kindness revolution, the, the global kindness revolution was me finding people to feature, to show that they were doing kind things in the world. And the the, the way that it, it just took off was people were starving for this. They were yeah. starving to have, you know, this to believe that that was possible. People wanted to believe in kindness again. They yes. wanted to believe that we could have a kinder world. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, the law of attraction is a universal law. It, it It's just that simple. So when I believed that I deserved that, yeah. then I was putting that energy 
out and the universe could only give me what I believed about myself. It's, it's that simple. And when That's I changed cool. my mind about believing that I deserve a beautiful life, then it's just like putting something on a Xerox copy machine. You know, when you, when you put that, okay, I'm going to now. You're imprinting. You're, yeah, you're, imprinting. You are imprinting. I get it. Right. And you say to the universe, hey, you know what, universe, I get it. I get it. My beliefs are causing these this these patterns. I can break this cycle. And, yeah. and that's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do that with my daughter. My daughter would never zero, not one bit of tolerance for violence that's from right. a boyfriend. Right. And, you know, and I was so I mean, and, and me, I expected it. I, I I didn't, it wasn't that I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't prepared for it. I expected it. I thought that that's what, what relationships looked like. And, and, and and these, in this experience, your experience and your breaking out of that and your awareness of that and all of those, uh, all of those adjustments you had to make and what you had to own. uh, That's all about Ella. That's our Ella. That is where you're someone who's had a had rotten. I didn't end up in prison. That was one one thing I can say. Karen did not end up in prison, right? I and was pretty close, did. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that and that also helps us to. I mean, part of that conversation is to be able to have compassion for people who are going through a really rough time. Yeah, and people if I who are um, emerging coming out of prison. If I had going gotten out of that relationship, oh. I could have gotten definitely gone to jail because I was dealing his drugs for him. And I oh, could wow. have, I could have easily had been put in prison when I was 16 years old. And, and so I believe the angels help. I believe that we all have experiences that help us to grow yeah. in into the original innocent being that we are yeah <laughs> and that when we go away from our true self we get lessons and some of those are painful lessons and those lessons awaken us and make us realize I can't like do this anymore. I can't keep doing this. And then you start to realize that, you know, when anything is happening, you're the common denominator. Yes. So if you can, and, and I am in zero saying any, I was to blame for any of this. I, I, I do not believe that I, that I was to blame I believe that my um, my ex fiance um, was in a situation where he saw his parents fighting, and he saw his dad pull a gun on his mom, and mm-hmm. and so we were just misery loved company, and we just we were the law of attraction. We found each other when we were eleven years old. We were oh, wow. Wow. When we were when we were just friends. Yes. And then mm-hmm. as a, at 11 years old, we got into mischief, you know. By the time we were 15, we just became boyfriend and girlfriend. It just it just evolved. And more mischief. <laughs> and a lot Karen, more mischief. 
thank God there wasn't any, thank God there wasn't any children involved at that point. Uh, you know? So yeah. I, mean, I know that my story is not, uh, <laughs> it's not something that hasn't happened to a lot of women. A lot of women. You know? That's and right. That's so, right. But I'm so excited that that we we have been able to break the cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look at look at what has happened on our planet. More and more of us are like I like I said I was like silent for years. I didn't talk to anybody about the abuse that I had gone through. I was terrified that if somebody knew that I had been through that that I wouldn't be able to have the life that I like, just like Ella, I, I didn't like want Ella. anybody to know. Right. So, right. You know, it's, it's just so powerful, the film itself, because it's just so powerful. Because when I was reading the script, I just was feeling so deeply for Ella and for Danny and for all the characters, you know, and for when everybody was coming together and, and seeing her as this angel lady and when she couldn't see herself as good enough to be an angel lady, like she couldn't, she couldn't possibly, that happened for me too. I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't believe I was worthy either, you know, and when I started to have the whole thing happening with global kindness going viral and people were calling me the queen of kindness, I was like, I'm not a queen. Don't call me a queen. <laughs> And, and I, that's when I started calling myself miskindness, because I think we have enough hierarchy in the world. Yeah. Let's all be, you know, on the same level. Let's all be kind to each other. And so the kids started calling me miskindness in, in the, in the schools. And so I decided to use that as, you know, my tagline for my business. Yeah. Evolve. This is an evolving thing. So I, we're building, we're really world building here. And um, so I want you to know that you, if you're watching, you're invited. My email is Sherry, S-H-E-R-I at angelladymovie.com. And the website is angelladymovie.com. And I just encourage you to, you know, watch this again watch what I was talking about, watch it with somebody that you love, somebody that you think, you know, might get involved, who you think might be interested in being an angel host. And let's ripple this out. Let's see how we can, you know, really, really help this movie to become something that we can really, really know that the world is ready for more kindness. The world is ready for more community service. And the world is ready for more people to realize that we're all in this together and just stop focusing on the differences and keep our focus on our common goal, which is to have a world that works for all of us.